0: all right everybody welcome to another episode of the stock Rose podcast my name is tony unfortunately my brother couldn't join again i tried to get him <laughs> to go but uh my niece is uh giving him a hard time so <laughs> Kids. yeah yeah you know how it is i know so, it uh so today we got uh, Johnny Margarito. We got Lloyd Ross. We got Lloyd's uh, millionaire investor. He's an entrepreneur extraordinaire. He's an author. Yep. We got Johnny Margarito. Is uh, he's the uh, admin of a thirty thousand member stock market for beginners Facebook group. He's got his own um, his own uh, company, Wiseman Traders. He does coaching. He, he does uh, weekly reports telling you what are the best stocks coming out. He's uh, very experienced. And uh, today I'm excited to have them both on. Welcome, Thank guys. you, Tony.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having us on, Yeah, to be here.
0: Yeah, let's go. So, uh, yeah, so we took some questions from our, our uh, Facebook group and we asked people what they wanted to know from you guys. And I wrote down a bunch of stuff and some of the topics we're gonna be talking about, we're gonna be talking about your first investments. We're gonna talk about your best investments. We're gonna talk about the climate of the market in general. We're gonna talk about the new stimulus package just past the United States. We're gonna talk about, uh, market. are we headed for a market crash or a correction? We're gonna talk about interest rates, bonds, uh, rise of the meme stock era. <laughs> We're gonna be talking about all that stuff. We're gonna to get to a couple other questions. So first, why don't we go ahead and start off with each of you telling, telling us about your first investments you've made.
2: Yeah, so you want to go first, Johnny, or you want me? Yeah, you can go first. Cool. Uh, first investment I ever made. Oh, it was an investment in myself. <laughs> what, about that? what about that for a cliche? That's a good uh, one. I picked up a book. You know, actually, it was in grade 11. Didn't know anything about money at that point. Grade 11 in school. In my eleven year, year 11 English teacher. Weird place to learn about money and investing in English class, right? Like it wouldn't happen. <laughs> and they say you'd learn nothing at school about money and investing, but I did. He said Lucky. to us, he said to us, gentlemen, when you leave the school, when you leave school, pick up Robert Kiyosaki's Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and the Richest Men in Babylon and read those two books. And I guess that would be the best piece of money advice from school I ever picked up. And so, you know, I went and read them, and that was probably my first investment in myself, I would say. In terms of a stock, which is what everyone okay. wants to hear about. That's
0: what everybody wants to know. I know. <laughs> I know.
2: So I um, I I took I saved up about $3,000, I think it was, and I bought a dividend-producing stock. It won actually Australia's oldest bank. It was 200 years old. It's called Westpac Bank. And it's paying a 6% fully franked dividend yield, which means 6% cash return in dividends and untaxable, which means it was tax-free income. So, uh, and I bought the bank and that's what I did. Still got the shares. So did you, nice. Wow, that's,
0: that's incredible. So did you buy that just for, for the dividend income or did you think, Oh, I'm going to hold this and get some capital appreciation? Both. All right. And most importantly, I knew I wouldn't lose my money. Nice. So that was it.
2: 200 years old, man. I was going to keep going. I was, I want to buy it. Twice. banks. They run, the, they run the country here. And I was like, I'm just going to buy things <laughs> That's what I did. That's how it started. And I got paid my first dividend check. And that's when I realized that money grows on trees. That's that's what I knew. Nice. How about you, Johnny? My, I think my first,
1: they weren't investments because I was 23 years old. I was, I picked up Facebook, I think Microsoft, the things I was using, like how everybody said in that first week I was mad because I only increased like one percent off of each. So like <laughs> when I first started I was I was trading and searching for the daily movers. So I definitely learned the hard way. Um and after a couple months I definitely had to search for the fundamentals and I had to get to the books to to really learn. So I learned the hard way.
0: Most and, people um, do. Most people do.
1: Right. Right. And um, I'm only holding Microsoft out of those, um, but I definitely traded those. My first pickups that were gone that first week (laughs) and uh, I was on to daily movers and stuff. So I was heading heading towards the wrong path when I first started, but I got it together within like three months after losing um, a couple hundred dollars because I was putting money like 500 in at a time. So I I learned the hard way. (laughs) <laughs> so that's why I, that's one of my uh priorities is to help people avoid that because it's there was a lot of headaches
0: for sure for sure and so what was your uh what was your guy's best investment would you say other than investing in yourself lloyd come on give us some real <laughs> yeah, give yeah, us some I, real I, stuff here okay
2: <laughs> um well, i reckon berkshire hathaway for me was my biggest and best because i slammed i put in i remember reading warren buffett's book the snowball by alice schroeder then the intelligent investor, and then I read everything by Warren Buffett. Letters to shareholders. I, I really read every annual report by that company, and I just knew it was a great business. And it was a, it's, a, it's a it's a group of businesses run by the smartest guy in investing history. It was a no brainer. Yeah. I was like, he knows more than me. He has a better company. <laughs> it's, it's undervalued. I bought it at eighty dollars a share. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. For, for those listening,
0: day. yeah, for those listening, that's Class B shares. Class B. Yeah, yeah. I he didn't buy class A at $80. Yeah, <laughs> I
2: think that would be it. I think a trip of my money on that 300% return. That's you amazing. Know, almost double, triple, double and a half.
0: You know, it's a, it's a, it's a lesson to all of you out there watching or listening. Buy and hold, you know, buy good companies and just hold. Don't, there's no need to, to panic when the market goes down, you know? Yeah. So, all right. Tell us about your best investment, Johnny.
1: Mine has been Jeevo and uh, FuelCell. I picked up Givo, uh barely over a dollar, one oh seven, and that stock's over. I think four uh, around twelve through thirteen right now, so that's about a twelve hundred percent return. Um, I'm killing myself for selling uh, three times my uh, position at six hundred percent. If I'd have held, I'd have been. Up a whole twelve hundred percent, but nothing but profit in those. So, and fuel cell, I got it in at uh, two fifty. Now it's at seventeen eighteen. So, those are yeah. massive returns for me.
0: You know, when I first As signed up for, when I first signed up for Robinhood, I think one of the apps I got or one of the stocks I got was fuel cell because I didn't really know anything at the time. I got like What's-? GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. GameStop. Oh man. What?
1: I let it go because that was yeah. a dying company, though.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah well it's it was built little, before
1: this all this meme stuff so
0: little did you know gamestop was going to be one of the most profitable companies on the market this year jokes yeah. on you how did I you didn't not did that? how did you not foresee a brick and mortar video game store going up like a thousand percent in profit i don't know how you didn't foresee that you know
1: well because they <laughs> all the retail stores are dying <laughs> um they, they haven't done much in e-commerce um uh, besides the Chewy CEO stepping on board, but this was before that. So um, it wasn't looking too good for GameStop and all this digital stuff, people are getting away from retail stores. So it wasn't looking too good. So I don't sure. think.
0: We're, yeah, we'll talk about GameStop a little later because I want to touch on Definitely. that when we talk about the meme stocks. All right, so we got your, your first investments. We got your best investments. So I know those were questions that a lot of people asked. So we covered that. So let's move on to the uh, the climate of the market today, and how we're kind of in this trend where, uh, like, uh, fundamentals don't mean as much anymore as they used to. They do. Companies are getting pumped up and inflated based on just hype and and you know tweets from Elon Musk and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and and. As we see the, the stock market had a dip a couple weeks ago, or was it two weeks ago? People started panicking. Now it kind of rebound rebounded last week, and we got the stimulus check or stimulus package uh, passed recently. What are your guys' takes about the stimulus package that just got passed? And how do you think it's gonna affect the market long term?
1: Uh, it's hard to say long
0: term. <laughs> no one yeah. knows no one really knows <laughs> no knows. i know i know
2: Tony doesn't know i don't know we don't know uh, we're surmising we're guessing like everyone else uh but you know what yeah what you sow you reap if i know anything about history and you know lessons of life it's you get to reap what you sow so if they're sowing easy easy money and they're sowing the seeds for high inflation we're gonna get it it's I'm not, I'm not saying it's going to be fast, but someone's got to pay something yeah. at some point for the free money, for the debt, because they're borrowing the cash and then rolling it out to the public for free. It's like, giving, it's like giving kids a trust fund. Like someone's got to pay for this at some point. And it could be the next generation or two, but unless the productivity of the United States builds and the world global growth goes up, you know, with inflation, the value of the dollar is going to fall which is maybe what the United States wants if it's got a lot of debt, right? It wants it to fall, it doesn't care. It's like printing its way out of debt. Um, In terms of stocks and how that looks, like as soon as bond yields go up from the inflation tick up and it won't happen this year or next, but maybe in three or four years at full employment, then interest rates will rise. And when that happens, growth stocks, it's gonna get, I mean, they're already getting hammered because there's a rotation out of tech into value stocks. It's already happening, so it'll just accelerate it. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in high high high, tech, high growth tech stocks now. I think,
0: which is which is, you know, the thing about that is if you're investing in in ETFs like VOO or an S and P five hundred fund, a lot of those top mm-hmm. companies are growth stocks like Apple, Microsoft, Facebook, Tesla. So I'm wondering how that's going to affect the breakdown of the S and P 500. And if over in the next few years, they're going to start shaking up the top holdings. I don't know if they're
2: high growth stocks though. They're just like growth stocks, right?
0: Like they're, they're all heavy on tech. Like all the top 10 are pretty much tech. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And the
1: best performing on paper.
0: Yeah. I'm wondering if I'm wondering if it's a good time to start transitioning a little bit into small cap companies and mid-cap companies that might have well, more growth potential i don't know if the caps necessarily have
2: anything to do with it but it's the industry, is the sectors that will now ex, will grow and and it's the sectors where people are putting their money where they're seeing value so like it made sense that before a pandemic if you held tech stocks and a pandemic comes and it's just like all yeah. the earnings of those companies explode because everyone's just on a computer living there yeah. literally in their lounge room so it made sense that Zoom was killer. It made sense that Apple crushed it. It made sense that all those tech firms crushed it looking back. But does it make sense now? Like if you're looking at um, value stocks, I mean, there's so much value there that you can just, you can buy undervalued companies now so much easier because everyone's money went into tech. Now everyone's money's gone out of tech into these value positions because they know it's a recovery trade. It's like they know the pandemic is now official, you know, like it's over, the vaccine's working Balance of probability says that we're going to go back to normal.
0: Oh, for and sure. People, it's a matter people of time. Moving. Yeah, they're,
2: bat- they're putting their money where their mouth or thoughts are.
0: Yeah. So, like,
2: you know, all those travel comp, like, yeah, it's valued, man. Like, that's where the growth is going to be in terms of you- your stocks. It's not going to be in high tech. I'm not suggesting sell your tech, but to buy it now at these levels uh, doesn't look good.
0: Yeah, I was excited. Uh, it was the last week, and when Apple fell to like one sixteen, because I was like, we might not. I don't know if it's going to fall to this. It might take a while, but who knows? I mean, no one really knows. That's the only right. company I had my eye on. I was hoping it well, fall Apple to like hundred. <laughs> yeah, Apple produced a well,
1: hundred billion in the last quarter. Yeah. I'm
2: comfortable with Apple.
0: Yeah.
1: I, I tell yeah.
2: you something about Apple. If I can interject. Yeah. I'm having a conversation with a guy about this. He's from Hawaii, and he said, "You know, Lord, like, you know what about Apple? You can't say that's it. That that's." That's not expensive, you know, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, that's really interesting because Warren Buffett sold six percent of Apple recently. Now it's his favorite company of all time. He's his biggest position. He hates selling companies, he hates cash. Why would he sell Apple? Taking his profits. Yeah, because why?
0: Because it was a ridiculous year. <laughs> it was right? insane. Not, yeah, because basically. it was over
2: it was over, it was over right. the market, was the market was in saying it was overpriced. That's yeah, why you yeah. That. yeah. So so he doesn't need to take the pro he, it must've been so overvalued for him to sell his favorite company. Right. Yeah. So here's the thing. If Apple's worth a hundred, uh, 2 trillion, right. Market cap. And it's, and it's making 30 billion profit a year. Right. Or 38 or 34. I don't know what it's making. Uh, in profit, right?
0: I think it's over a hundred billion. Uh, they so 100, had, 100, 100, call,
2: yeah. call it a hundred yeah. billion
0: in, yeah. in, in, in profit. Right. Not revenue. Free cash flow. They had like a hundred something yeah. billion. I think they
2: free cash flow. Yeah, so in FCF, right? So let's got FCF, free cash flow of a hundred billion. So if it's a true two trillion dollar company, its free cash flow yield is what's that? Five percent? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, five. Yeah. It so is. it's
0: free,
2: it's free cash flow yield is five percent.
0: Okay. The thing, the thing about Apple though is they could literally pay off all of their long-term debt and still have over 200 billion dollars of cash if they wanted to. So it's like clearly, if you hold, if you're going to buy it now, ten years from now, it should be more valuable than it is now, right? That's that's well, my thoughts behind it.
2: You know what makes it valuable though? The, the 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 real long-term play for Apple is its buybacks.
0: Yeah. Do you know
2: what I mean? Like it's borrowing money. It's, let let's say it's debt. It's whole debt. It's borrowed that at w- less than one percent. Yeah. And it's buying back its shares with that debt that typically yield, you know, what a return on equity of like forty percent. So it's borrowing for one percent. It's buying back its earnings at forty percent.
0: Oh, so, so actually- they're they're doing stock buybacks. I, I didn't know. I didn't know they were. Yeah,
2: They've been doing stock buybacks for a long time. Oh, I think okay. that's They've why Warren. Owns good. Them. That's why Warren owns them. <laughs> But it's interesting that the mm-hmm. its free cash flow yield is 5%. So yeah. as a company, it's not exactly undervalued. No, like, no.
0: It's definitely you know I mean? not under. No, I, I totally yeah. agree. It's definitely overvalued for sure. I, I'm not arguing that. I'm just thinking if I'm going to buy it, it's something I'm going to hold for a long time anyway. So like it doesn't really matter to me if it doesn't go up in the next year or two years. What, Like, you know what I mean? It doesn't matter. But uh, I could definitely see how people would get nervous and be like, Apple's not moving. I'm getting rid of it. You know, right. I, I definitely understand
1: that. I think it's quite fairly valued at the moment because for a tech stock, you can see most of their PE ratios are come like 70 and plus sometimes. And Apple's only hanging around like around 32, I believe. So it's, it's they weird. are
0: Yeah, they are like almost like three and a half times book value right now for the PB. So they're definitely – they could definitely come down another another ten but ten dollars a share or something. Yeah. But I think the thing is think, I'm in it for one oh two. So yeah. And, uh, and another like-
1: thing is the EV hype. We see we see all these EV movers going um tremendous. And once yeah. and once Apple gets a good partner, if they get like Volkswagen or a <laughs> Hyundai or something, like man, I think it's gonna go up like ten percent just from off, off think- that.
2: I think the value of Apple is in its stickiness of its core products and its uh, loyal customer yeah, base. Yeah, loyal customer service base, service exactly. Service businesses, and they've got pricing power. So Warren buys it because he got pricing power, which means, let's be frank, if they put the iPhone up by three or $400, we would still buy it. Oh, of course. It, it's, got, it's got tremendous pricing right. power, like Coca-Cola, right? That's why he's bought it. But it's buying back its shares with deep debt. It's got a great capital management team, got a great well, brand, the best in and the world. These.
0: The Apple yeah. Watches—they're explo- I mean, it's everybody has them. Everybody has them now. And the iPads and iMacs
1: that all the schools had to buy <laughs> for this new Zoom and this new age,
2: Apple hit
1: big it's, for this pandemic.
2: Like, you're looking at a company. You got to be careful looking at its products. Yeah. You have to be careful looking at its product. What, like the? It's it's beyond the products. So, like for example, yeah, this is amazing. How amazing is it really? It's so amazing. You could put it up by maybe a thousand dollars and people still not only want to buy it, need it. They would stand in line,
1: right? They would stand
0: so it's in not line.
1: sleep over stores and everything. They need
0: it. So, like, you know that's what it what is? It's about. Yeah. I, well, I was going to say, you know what it is? It's their ecosystem. It's yeah. how yeah. everything is connected to everything and you, you want everything because it works so well together.
1: Yeah. You yeah know? And they took out chargers and everything now, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> it yeah, doesn't
0: matter. The new ipad has no charging block and it has a different charging cable i'm like what the i'm like what what is this like now i have to buy another charger and i'm gonna do it because i'm foolish so i'm gonna do it but (laughs) i think that's
2: what makes i think that's what makes apple powerful it's sticking with its products in its ecosystem it's recurring income stream business that is growing but it's it's pricing power of its products and it's the same as coca-cola but its share buybacks put a floor in the stock I don't own any I really want to own some I think it's the best <laughs> but at, at two trillion plus I would like to do it at 1.5 trillion if I could but buy it oh, yeah right yeah so mm-hmm. it would come back by into the 80s man I'd buy it I don't know if that's possible but
0: I'd in the 80s wow that yeah. would be that would be a really bad news for the market if that fell to the 80s <laughs> that yeah. would take a, a that would be a market a disaster <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah All right. Well, we don't want to make this too much about Apple, so we'll keep it moving. (laughs) Right. (laughs) People are like, all right, enough about Apple. All right. So we talked about the market. Meme stocks. Meme stocks. Meme stocks. Let's get into (laughs) meme stocks. So (laughs) that's what everybody wants to know. All right, Lloyd, tell us, are you buying AMC and GameStop tomorrow at 930 when the market opens?
2: No, no. You know why? (laughs) Because I just, I, there's so it's so important as investors, whoever's listening to this, that you don't need to you don't need to know about all the noise. Like it just doesn't matter. It just I have no interest in 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 Dogecoin, um, GameStop stock, any meme stocks, any crypto. I just don't need to know anything about that. All I'm buying is is businesses that I understand enough, and I know that they're selling for a little bit less than what they're worth. And I hold them forever. That's it. Like, it's so simple. I don't need to know anything about this. I'm not <clears> buying that stuff. Here's why. Here's predominantly white too. I need to be able to put in $100,000 in a position. Like, we talked before about returns and stuff. The reason why I don't have 12-time 12, uh, uh, 12 returns is because when I put in a position, I'm putting $100,000 in there. Like, and that's, like, I, I need to know a lot of stuff about the trajectory of the stock and the company and the insides of it. If I'm putting all that money in there, if I was putting $2,000, man, I'd buy Dogecoin. I'd buy like GME stock. I could give a shit if I lose $2,000 or five or 10, right? It's recoverable. So if you're going to yeah. be buying meme stocks, I would sit su- I would suspect that you're putting a hundred bucks in it. And the reason why, if you go through the group and people are like, Oh, I'm in this, and I'm in this and I'm in this because they're putting 10 bucks. Like, that's like going to the horse races with 10 bucks in my pocket. I could give money you money like, that they can risk. Yeah, yeah totally. So if I'm not, if I'm going to put money, I, just don't, I really just want to throw on the fireplace, I would buy all those stocks, <laughs> but it takes up so much of my time and energy and effort to look at them and place it and do the trading. It's not even yeah. worth my time. So I'm looking at placing big positions in good quality businesses that I can hold for a really long time. they are going to pay me cash flow. Growing value. So my 100,000 becomes 300,000, 400,000 over time, right? And gives me cash flow at the same time. That's my investing strategy. That's how I built my portfolio. And I'm not going to be doing anything different to that over the next 30, 40 years. You know what I mean? So it's
0: all right. Hey, well, you heard it, ladies and gentlemen. No Dogecoin, no AMC, <laughs> no GameStop. I tr- I'm trying to get them to wear a Bitcoin t shirt for one of the episodes. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my to the God. Moon. <laughs> <laughs> I've been talking about it. They I'm gonna going send to him a to the moon T-shirt.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> send me one and I'll wear it, but on, <laughs> I'm, going to, I'm going to. It's <laughs> coming. All um, right. So, so what do you think, Johnny? Like, where's this going? All right, is GameStop he, right gonna, Game gonna hit a? Is GameStop gonna hit a thousand? Where are we going here? Like, what's gonna happen?
1: Um, Lloyd's right about daily movers and stuff, but I think this scenario is different. This uh, GameStop, um, AMC. All these Reddit movers, I think they're pointing an uh, elephant in the room with these hedge funds. And with these stimulus package coming, you know a lot of it's going to be going into these, these specifically GameStop and AMC. You're right about um, that. Yeah. Truthfully, I could see another squeeze coming. I could give the general market a little pullback because I think these hedge funds might have to pull out <laughs> positions out of all these other... Positions that they're in to cover their asses on these meme stocks, and cause I see it coming. <laughs> so it, the, this scenario, I think we do have to pay attention to it because I think it it, it's, it might have an effect on the general market. What's what's going on here?
0: GameStop's about to hit a two trillion market cap.
1: <laughs> it's, it makes no sense. <laughs> But the only if people that condone in this only put money in that you could afford to lose because it's going to come up and it's going to come right back down it's going to
0: be fast when that sell-off yeah. happens it's going to be so fast and you're going to lose everything if you don't know what you're doing
1: yeah if you don't know how to trade stay away because I, even I if you know how to trade you stay away. Yeah. yeah oh yeah yes
0: uh, and uh, it, it's crazy because now you just every week there's a new one on Reddit. Every week there's a new one and, and we see it in our group. I, I mean, I know everyone doesn't see the questions because we get hundreds, even thousands of pending posts sometimes. Yeah. and we'll see the same questions Dating about mover. the same questions about these companies I never even heard of. and I have to look this up because I'm like, man, this is like the 20th post I've seen about this. And I'll look it up and it's some like stock that's 80 cents right now. And I'm like how are they, how are it's people three
1: hundred percent on the day? Yeah. yeah. Like that people are always following the daily movers. So we really have to try to limit it. We only only like accept one post maybe because we're trying to save people. Because these people don't they don't say it's a trade. They're saying put your money in this and you guys are gonna triple your money and stuff. And they ain't giving people a warning that it's a trade to get your money and get out. It's
0: that's what we're trying to do. Are risky. That's yep. what we're trying to do. That's why we don't allow a lot of that stuff because that's so right. dangerous. You know, for right. someone that's brand new, they're going to be like, oh, you know, these people are saying buy this. And and if, you, if they see, they'll follow the herd. They see a bunch of comments saying to the moon, yeah, buy it. And they don't yep. know any better, you know?
1: Yeah, once they see the Rocky emojis, that's it. <laughs> all those cool emojis, that they're Googling and they're buying. Yeah.
2: It's... um. It's kind of like I feel like the SEC one day is going to nail someone for market manipulation based on the the grouping and the communication of pumping a stock, a pump and dump. Yeah. Like that's really what this is coming becoming. And the more it happens, the more prevalent it gets, the SEC is just going to slam people and say if you're seen to be on any social accounts promoting a stock with the people behind you, we're going to we're going to come get you. Like do yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah he, elon musk
0: elon musk he's playing with fire by talking about dogecoin yeah. all the time on twitter and they're already they're gonna investigate him he's they're, getting sued definitely.
2: he's getting sued he's getting sued by a tesla shareholder right yeah. now for his they're telling them telling the market that it's overvalued, even though the guy made five-fold return after that <laughs> comment but he's getting sued for for you
0: know marketing marketing. Marketing. I saw a stat. I saw a stat on MarketWatch the other day that 39% of Americans buy what Elon Musk recommends in tweets. 39%. Yeah. Him and yeah. Kathy Woods. Him and Kathy Woods yeah, are the Kathy two too. most. Kathy Wood Ak. Yeah. 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 She, oh, just yeah? got, she just got slaughtered the other week. But no, I know.
1: Arc is like people are—they yeah. call it Queen Kathy and everything.
0: Oh, they love her. They love her. Arc lost like twenty percent in the last three weeks, and yeah. they just got slaughtered. And you know why? Because a lot of Arc is Tesla, Heck. you know, yeah, exactly. and Tesla's getting. I just and don't. Now? I just I you don't understand. Yeah. Do people no, understand? No. Do people
2: understand? Like, you know, look. I'm a fundamentalist, right? So um, I'm. That's my position. You can. What's great about this is we all have different positions and opinions, because I might I might be wrong. But what's fascinating? And let's go back to the most simple metric of a uh, back of the cigarette packet valuation formula, which is the PE ratio. A lot of people don't understand this, but price is obviously the the best way to flip it around is earnings to price ratio. So a PE ratio is your price of your stock divided by the earnings per share of the stock, or the price of the whole company. Divided by its whole earnings, right? Yeah. So if you flip it, it's it's like um, give it a perfect example. If you buy a house in the United States for let's say hundred thousand dollars, okay? Can you still you can still do that, right? You can buy houses for hundred grand still, maybe. Yeah, foreclosure. Yeah? Some locations like it like, right? Yeah. Let's say just just to keep it simple, in the numbers. hundred thousand dollars for a house, okay? Let's say the house brings in rent of say I don't know. Just to make this simple, $10,000 a year income. The price to earnings ratio of the house as an investment is um, 10, right? The PE ratio is 10. 100,000 divided by 10,000 is 10.
0: Okay. That that means it would take you 10 years to make your money back.
2: Correct. That's right. Correct. Yeah. So stocks are no different in terms of their PE. This is all PEs. If you want to use real estate as the example, it's identical, it's the same. So let's say a house, would you buy a house that was producing 5,000 a year? That's a PE of 20. It's getting expensive. If you buy a house in the United States for 100 grand and it's giving you 5,000 a year income, you go, oh, it's pretty expensive. I don't know if I'd buy that house for 100 grand, right? <laughs> PE of 20. PE of 20. If you go and you say, well, I've got the $100,000 house in America and it's um, going to give me $1,000 a year, it's a PE of, PE of 100. Would you buy that asset, that real estate asset, for a hundred grand if it was going to produce one thousand a year? Right, yeah. hundred. Okay, check this out. Tesla is twelve hundred.
0: Twelve hundred.
2: It's going to take that company twelve hundred years to I earn its money
0: back. I've been saying. Tell me that. how that
2: is not. Tell me how that is not overvalued. Even in the mm. most insane growth prospects possible, it's still overvalued.
0: It makes yes. no sense. Well, that's the thing. I, I don't understand how people are still buying Tesla for $700 a share. I don't understand. I don't I know. Think, I think it's uh, Elon Musk. Like,
2: well, I think they look at Amazon and go, well, Amazon had a P ratio of like <laughs> 1,000 forever forever forever. And now it's finally earning profits, and that's just gone ballistic. So they're probably thinking, well, these fundamentals don't, under- don't, don't factor in the potential growth. But... Why would you want to bet on something that's unknown, like the growth of Tesla? Mm-hmm. If Elon Musk gets hit by
0: a bus, by If you, like, yeah, oh, oh, that company's done. They'll lose probably half their share value in one day. Yeah. And then they'll actually be worth something. Yeah. Then, then the company will, you will actually. Okay, what would be a good bet? A life insurance policy on Elon Musk. i bet you that you know companies do that i was reading in the an article the other day that like apple has a a ridiculous life insurance policy on tim cook like an insane yeah they even have bodyguards they hire bodyguards for to follow him around i'm sure they do the same thing with Musk. Mm -hmm. so uh but all right so we got eight minutes left that's what zoom is telling me so we'll try to we'll try to get through this Yeah, uh, where were we? Oh, so we finished the meme stocks. Let's get into two questions that people had. Uh, This is a a good one. And this one I didn't really know the answer to. So if I invest, this person says, if I invest $1,000 and in six months it's $5,000, if I cash out only $1,000, and leave the rest in do you have to claim taxes on it i think you do because yeah. you, you you're taking Profit. that out of the profits right because yeah. you can't take it out of a certain lot right
1: yeah you can't say that that's your original position this uncle sam looks at it as capital gains
2: <laughs> you know why it's because you're selling it for the uh gained value so like you're selling the stocks at the at the at the current price so, yeah. yeah that's why It'll deduct, depending on how many yeah. number of shares you sell, you're taking the profit from those number of shares you bought here and you're selling them for a profit of the same number of shares up here and they take the game, yeah. So, it's, yeah.
0: I think it will let you sell older older shares first, so you might be able to get a lower tax rate. I know Fidelity has something like that where you could take your shares, like if you owned it for, for a couple of years but you kept buying into it, maybe it mm-hmm. might let you use the older shares to get that one-year uh, capital gains tax rate, but I'm not 100% sure. I could I could just be totally making that up. They I just average
2: know. the cost down, so your cost average cost is is calculated automatically as you buy up, and then yeah, it'll take, yeah. Capital, it'll take the capital gain from the average price to minus the top price.
0: And Makes sense. So that was yeah. one that I, I thought that was, I picked that question because I thought that was one that a lot of people might be confused about. Cause I, I thought like initially when I read it, I'm like, yeah, you, of course you have to pay taxes. then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. That is, that is a good question that could confuse people. yeah So I would
1: I would be expecting to pay taxes.
0: Definitely. Always expect to pay taxes. If you're not sure, always expect <laughs> to pay taxes.
1: yeah <laughs> I think we should all know that by now. <laughs> yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Always. So, uh, so one question, and this is probably a great one for uh, Lloyd because of his, uh, his money grows on trees and his side hustle. How can I make money work for me instead of working for money?
2: Yeah. Well, a good example is if you buy, even Chevron recently when Warren Buffett bought it, it was paying a 5.5% dividend yield, I think, which is really high for a US company of quality like Chevron. So let's say, for example, you put in $100,000 or you created $100,000 or you invested and it grew or whatever. In Chevron, it will produce 5000 a year to you in dividends. So if you have a $100,000 money tree, you're putting your money to work, it's paying you 5000 a year uh, for, for doing nothing. And that's how you get your money to work for you. You can also do it like, and Johnny's probably got some uh, points on this one, but it's like if you put your money in a stock, like GME, like let's say you went in one of those stocks and you put $1,000 in it and it went to like a billion, uh, sorry, a trillion and you made tenfold your money, okay? Then you sold it. Then your money's still working for you, but you have to kind of, you got to be careful of doing it that way because it's all based on emotion and capital growth and stuff. Whereas if you actually build your portfolio over time, it will pay you income. You'd yeah. have to start a you either have right. to start a business that's that's recurring customers, or you have to invest in a in a in a stock that's going to produce dividends. Either way, you've got to have money coming to you automatically, but it takes time and effort. Yeah. What do you think, Definitely. Johnny? You
0: got anything for the people out there? You got any advice?
1: Yeah. Um. I would say, well, because trading, you, you still have to work for your money while you're trading. So uh, stock market-wise would be income stocks. Of course, the dividend payments, like what Lloyd was saying, but he covered that very well. So I would say uh, e-commerce, like if people have a general talent or knowledge about something or they could make something, like you, you guys should definitely put your money into investing in yourself and open up your own business. Because in 2020, e-commerce grew the most and companies' revenue. Companies produced the greatest revenue increase in e-commerce during 2020. So if you have a talent, knowledge about something, uh, you, this is a day and age that you could put it to use. And we have so much the social media platforms and stuff. Now it's it's, it's simple. It's simple, you just have to learn and study and you can make it happen. You've got to invest time and money into yourself.
2: I For put on sure. um, well, Johnny's point, that's so true. We, we started a business six, seven, seven years ago for 500 bucks each and we worked hard at it and it now pays us $6,000 a week net profit income every Monday, <laughs> Monday 6000 a week.
0: Right? People go, yeah, how nice. do you
2: build a portfolio, right? You create that cash flow and then you invest it. That's going straight in the stock
0: market. I right want to talk about that. So We got a couple of minutes left. I want to talk about the, the side hustle and where people can find you to, to start doing that or look yeah. into that. Yeah.
2: Now just so sort of caveat though, that's not, that took time to build up. It started with a couple hundred bucks and then it was time and effort and work. So you're going just push a button. You, wait, you
0: button. can't, I can't start off making <laughs> <Yeah>. $6,000. <000. laughs> <laughs> Forget it. Forget
2: right. it. Yeah. I'm out. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah you, go, you go work at it. But if you want to learn more about that, you go to my Instagram, Lloyd James Ross. There's two L's in my name, Lloyd James Ross. And uh, in my highlights in my stories, there's a story highlight that says side hustle, click that and watch it. And then, you know, you'll
0: learn a we'll definitely we'll nice. definitely throw that in the link and we'll also throw um, Johnny's info in the the link too so people can find it and um, also I think I should say <laughs> uh, that we are not certified financial advisors this is just yeah. educational so you don't have to go and buy what we tell you to buy or we're not recommending anything we're just sharing uh, our personal knowledge and hopefully we can help some people out so yeah, yeah. I think. I think that's all. And, uh, thanks for, thanks for watching and thanks for joining guys.